Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. You have offended this podcast and you have offended the entire movie making community. And welcome to part five, the exciting conclusion of the podcast. We're going to pick up here where we left off yesterday. If you'd like to become a patron and get all of our episodes in full on Sunday night, you can go to patreon.com slash you have offended this podcast. Support at any level there. We have levels that start at just $5 a month. We'll get you all of our full episodes without this pitch to the patrons on Sunday night in full. Remember, you can also go to offendedpodcast.com. You can go there, buy some merch. That'll give you something cool, and it'll also give us a little something to keep the lights on over here at You Have Offended This Podcast main headquarters. Check us out on our social media. At Twitter, we are at YHOTP. On Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, you can just search You Have Offended This Podcast, and you'll find us there. You can interact with us there. We'll answer your questions. You can give us movies that you'd like to see, favorite scenes, favorite actors, actresses, anything like that. We'd love to hear from you. So check those things out. Please become a patron. If you can't do that, give us a rating. Give us a review on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you download your podcasts. That's a huge help. Or at the very least, if you could just tell a few friends about us, that would be awesome too. Thanks very much. And now enjoy the exciting conclusion of the podcast. He does not have the uh, sense of sight. But his other senses are incredibly astute, uh, far more than a regular human. So he's standing completely still. And honestly, that blade would fuck you up bad if he touched you. Oh, and he's got them prehensile ears. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. He's got them ears moving. <laughs> but I like, he, the, he's still got the blades on the outside of the flying guillotine. So he can throw that shit and it sticks into walls. And Lou goes into the, the pigeon enclosure here opens the doors and the pigeons just swarm foo there's a couple like and now he can't the, hear there's a couple of beautiful slow motion shots there like not all of them but there's a couple there are yeah. angles that are really quite good but yeah he can't hear shit because well well he can um but you know Lou's sound is masked by the plethora of pigeons flying about <laughs> plethora and uh, Fu kicks Liu through the wall here, and we end up in the coffin maker's uh, store with all the coffins lined up, stood up along the walls here. And there's because there's a giant fucking hole in the wall, all the birds fly in. So now we've got coffins and birds and axes hidden away. It's nuts. I Every time there's something about this film that I really like, there's something that takes me out. His ridiculous eyebrows take me out. <laughs> They look literally like cotton balls, fanned out and brushed with a fine brush yes. and just stuck on the dude's face. Yeah, they're like, they're they're not, I've never seen a human with with eyebrows that come close to that. Like Suvi, the guy no, that works I've seen at the bridge, with like had, yeah. had long eyebrows, but they weren't nearly this long. No, they weren't nearly this long. I knew a guy once who had legitimately about half of what this dude's are. Yeah, that's dope. But, yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, it was pretty good, actually. It was impressive. Liu now is hanging upside down in the coffin maker's place, and he's got, like, a fistful of rocks or some shit, like pebbles, and he's just tossing yeah. them around, and every time he hits something, the guillotine master starts throwing the guillotine and hitting stuff. I, I thought that was great because, yeah, he's hanging up in the rafters. 
he's throwing these little pebbles around the room and now the guillotine master is throwing the guillotine and it's hitting coffins and then when he pulls it back there's they're baited with a trap and I, yeah now they're does, baited with the the hatchet launchers yeah so hatchets are coming out at him but dude in a second he <laughs> fucking does he does a 360 degree head spin man much like the owl which i don't know man i i just i just don't swallow this stuff man i just don't no i know it's the same thing with me i don't i don't swallow it either i i find it hard to buy even though the universe has been set up well in in my head i'm still like oh fucking come on man like it doesn't yeah. it doesn't sell with me and i have a hard time with it yeah and i'm not even saying you know but again, it's particularly I bad yeah like they're just they're just like okay let's do a special effect where he spins his head 100 uh sorry 360 degrees and you're just like well no you can't do that like that would that would fucking kill you that killed That's the guy in uh, showdown in little tokyo right the guillotine finally breaks here after Fu gets like two or three hatchets stuck in him. Yeah. And now we're down to hand-to-hand stuff, or I guess <laughs> two hands, hands to one hand. Hands to hand. Yeah. Hands to hand. <laughs> and a decent little a little ending scrap here with the hand-to-hand stuff. Yeah. And a, a hell of a finishing punch. Yeah. Like, overall, it's... I don't know. It's, it's, it's not... It's not bad. It's just it's just not the stuff that I like. It's just like, fuck, it you know, for the stuff that I don't like, it's done well. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. Well. For something that I that that's not in my particular wheelhouse, I can certainly see the appeal of it. Yeah. And I get why it's a classic. I totally get that. And the the martial arts are cool. The acting is pretty good overall to be honest. And the finishing move here is kind of cool where he punches, <laughs> Liu punches Fu up through the roof and Fu lands in the coffin outside after Liu kicks it outside. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's that superhuman stuff. Like, you know, we just did Chinese Connection uh, two podcasts ago. And, yes. you know, the things that we didn't like were the real superhuman stuff. Like, the real outlandish superhuman stuff. And that's not to say that, yeah. you know, like, nobody should ever do that. It's just like, that's just what I dig. And uh, just didn't quite, yeah. didn't quite do it for me. And this film is almost all superhuman stuff, so. Yeah. Yeah, it's very much like that. So, he just did the the purple nurple thing. Gave him the the death purple nurple where he tears his titty. Honestly, off and... if two guys are fighting in kung fu and one of them can pull off a purple nurple, then go for it. Like, it's not. Yeah, kudos. I don't I'm think it's it. going to kill you, but it's also not going to feel good. No, we get a throwback to the uh, running up the wall thing here. He does he does that at the end. Yeah, kind of kind of cool little. I did like that little payoff of showing him actually using that in a in a fight. You know what? Yeah, and you, the you, final... you make a good point. Yeah. The final hatchet goes into Fu's stomach, and then we get the little final slow motion of the, the Fu throws sort of a double downward hammer fist, and Liu just wobbity bobbity punches him in the chest, and he flies. I don't know how he punches him straight, and Fu flies up and out the goddamn yeah, like roof. He, again, that's the... Fuck, dude, but whatever, like, it's no big deal. I don't want to sound like an asshole, but yeah, he throws a straight punch, hits him in the chest, and he flies straight up through the roof 
and lands in a coffin outside. That Liu punched and sent outside. And then Liu just lays the the funeral charms or the, the papers over top yeah. of him. I, I assume that's like a respect, sort of Bruce laying the gi over Chuck at the end of Return. Yeah, without... And that's a wrap, dude. That's end. Emotional content. Without yeah, the that's same. the end of it. I mean, yeah, again, this... it's... Um... It's a film a lot of people love. I think it's done very well. I think it's done competently. Yep. It's not my bag. That's that's basically it. Not my bag, uh, but I'm yeah. I'm gonna try and rate it as though, like as a movie apart from my own personal preferences. Yeah, of course. So, all right, so let's get into that then. What do you what do you got for music and soundtrack and foley <laughs> for this one, dude? Like for me. I'm going to go two fists out of five for that just because the Foley is so repetitive, right? It's, yeah, I'm okay with Foley being a little off, but it was like the same sounds over and over again. Yeah. It reminded me of, uh, there was a story about the guys that did uh, Best in Show. And they said one of them went up on stage to do stand up and he had a guitar and he just literally tuned his guitar for like seven minutes. Yes, yes. Which, if you do that for 12 seconds, it's like, okay, he's tuning his guitar. Then you do it for 30 seconds or a minute, and you're like, okay, this is hilarious that he's taking this long. Yeah. And then it becomes annoying. Yes. And you're like, okay, fucking, can we get to the show, please? Fuck. Can we just yeah, move yeah, on yeah. Stop and get to the guitar. goddamn show, please? But then you get to six and a half minutes, and it's the funniest shit you've ever seen in your fucking life. Yes, it right? comes because around. now, that is the show. It comes back yes. around to, this is the funniest shit ever. That's where it got to with the Foley, with this movie yes. for me, where it was funny, oh. and then it was kind of annoying. And by the end, I was laughing. So, uh, for music soundtrack Foley, I'm going to go two and a half. It's like if you had the Wilhelm scream in a, in a, in a film, like over and over again. <laughs> Like, constantly. Yes. Um, but, yeah, I understand your point, 100%. <laughs> um, acting for this, I'm actually going fairly high. I'm going to go three fists out of five for this. Definitely better than – actually, I'm going to go three and a half fists out of five for acting. The acting's not bad at all. There's no part of the acting that took me out. Some of the costuming took me out, but the acting actually yeah. didn't. So I'm, I'm going to go three and a half fists out of five for acting for this. I'm going to go two and a half fists out of five for acting. I, I just because for the for the simple reason that I don't think there was anything that was really bad, but I also don't think there was anything that was really really good. Like there's a couple of moments where I was yeah. like, oh, that was nice, but I, I I don't think there was any really uh, gold for me uh, in the acting here. So I'm going to go two point five fists out of five for acting. Fair enough. Martial arts. I'm so okay. I mentioned earlier that this has a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. There's an 87% audience score. And I think that's for the movie as a whole and that people appreciate classic sort of Hong Kong style martial arts. And in line with that style, it's got a it's got a wide range of martial arts. It's got innovative stuff with respect to styles and superhuman stuff like with the yogic yeah. the yogi guy so i'm i'm gonna go i'm gonna go again three and a half fists out of five i'm gonna try and again my my own personal bias is gonna come into this although i said it i'm gonna try and not do that my, my own personal bias because we're 
we're reviewing it has to come into it. So I got to go three and a half fists out of five. I appreciate it. It's a classic. I know why it is. The tournament thing is awesome. It's a good way to get a ton of martial arts in. And it just wasn't my bag. And some of it didn't sell. And some of it was kind of silly and goofy. I appreciated it. Yeah. Not my thing. So three and a half fists out of five. No, I understand. I'm going to go three fists out of five for martial arts. I think that for the most part, uh, the martial arts in here are competent but yeah again there's there's a sub uh, a subjectivity to it right so for me i'm like "Mm, it i I didn't connect with it uh as well but i certainly appreciate everything they did so i'm gonna go three-fifths out of five for martial arts on this film nice all right would you put sammo hung in this (sighs) ah um i think i would put sammo hung in the film if uh sammo was the fight coordinator and Samuel would actually, because I think the film is solid as it is, but if I wanted to add a certain amount of realism or excitement to the fight scenes, I definitely would put Samuel Hung in the film, and I put him in as the fight coordinator. But this is a personal preference. I would scale back a lot of the wire stuff, and I would make it a little bit more fast and exciting. So that's what I would do with the, with the film. Yeah, yeah. Would I put Sammo Hung in this? I, I I don't know if I would. I don't know if I would because Sammo doesn't do a lot of the like crazy over the top. Like he likes Sammo seems to no. Like, that's what I mean. Like I I would put him in. I would put him as the fight coordinator. So I would I would have yeah. him just doing the fight choreography and I would change it up. So does that make it a better movie? Well, there's a lot of people that would say no, but for me, uh, it yeah. would be a yes for sure. Yeah, I guess personally I'd put him in. Yeah. Because I like his style of, of fight choreography better. So, yeah, I would do that. But I to keep this movie as classic as it is, probably not. But to for change it for me personally, absolutely. Yeah, put yeah. him in there. Would you, <laughs> where would you put William Hung? Oh, Jesus. If I was going to put William Hung in here, I would probably... <laughs> okay, let's, let's try to fuck this movie up a little bit. I would put William Hung in yep. as the first... Uh, one-armed guy that gets murdered with the guillotine. So he's the guy in the restaurant that's like <laughs> eating the chicken. Swatted the flies. And he's just like, I killed seven in one blow. And then he gets his head fucking chopped off. I think that would be pretty funny. <laughs> I think I would put him in as the tournament owner's daughter, but I'd make it a son. Oh, and I'd Jesus. make him awful and the Thai guy would kill him. The Thai guy would just beat his ass and kill him. That'd be like great. The, the tournament owner wouldn't get to stop it in time. <laughs> like, oh my god, you killed my son. Yeah, let me in your tournament. Like, fuck. <laughs> That's great. Who would you buy a beer in this movie? Um, overall, like the film is, the film is a solid film. I'd probably buy a beer for the the master of the flying guillotine. I actually think he's the best character, even though he's the villain. I'd sit yeah. down and have a beer with him. I think that he went out on his mission, and I, I, I thought he would. I thought he did the best job in the film. To be honest, he did do a good job. I would probably buy a beer just for the hell of it, for the, uh, the guy that played the Tie Fighter. I just yeah, liked he, him. Was I really he was really good. Cool. Yeah, he was he was really great. I would probably buy him a beer just to sit down and have a chat with him and have a fun a fun little talk. And whatnot. I think that'd be kind of all right. Uh, would you remake this? I think this movie could be remade. Um, not necessarily just for the special effects, but I 
think that I think that the special effects would be a big part uh, of it. Yeah, and I think if you did this film kind of in the wacky style of Kung Fu Hustle, it would be fucking crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, I think if we were going to really, really go for it and go Kung Fu Hustle style, I think this would be definitely worth a remake. Well, and like, to, you know, like uh, the flying guillotine itself, the the actual weapon shows up in a couple movies like Iron Monkey Part 2, and that was from 96. Yeah. So it, it, it wasn't a remake of the movie per se, because it was just the actual weapon, the flying guillotine. It was in uh, a movie called Heroic Trio and another one called Violent Shit 2. Violent Shit? Like, it shows up. <laughs> I swear to God, it's Violent Shit Part 2. But, Jesus. <laughs> um, uh, Odd Job kind of rips it off partly, partly, with uh, from the James Bond franchise even. Yes, yeah, it does actually. Just FYI, um, <laughs> "Violent Shit" two has a subtitle of "Mother Hold My Hand." Oh, so we, we okay. might have to watch that at some point. Uh, "Violent Shit" the first one was a, a an eighty nine horror movie from Germany, so then they sequeled it. Anyway, off topic. Everything is violent in Germany, including shits. Everything vi- and violent <laughs> shit, yeah, <laughs> including shitting. <laughs> I'd probably leave this one alone. Honestly, there's like five of them. There's uh, there's Flying Guillotine Part 2 here. There's Fatal Flying Guillotine in 77. There's Flying Guillotine uh, 2 Palace Carnage. That was the the actual Shaw remake of the first one. Right. And then I think there's one called Vengeful Vengeful Beauty, I think, is in the 78. Uh, another final chapter, sort of. So I don't think it needs to be done again. Although I'd like to see the actual weapon yeah. brought back in sort of an homage thing. Tarantino used the music from this in a quick scene in Kill Bill. Well, I mean, in Kill Bill, you don't quite have the flying guillotine, but you've got Gogo with her ball chain that wrecking razor ball thing with the blade on thing, it, right? With the blade on it, which was actually like that was pretty cool, like because that actually had weight and kind of worked in the in the world, like with the laws of physics. So yes. I actually thought that was really cool, but. The guillotine, like, last summoned it on someone's head and sawn it off. Didn't, I don't know, it just didn't quite work for me. No, didn't quite work for me, but I still dig it. I'm all right with it. All right, dude, that is a wrap on 1976's Master of the Flying Guillotine. Coming up next, we are jumping forward in the catalog. We're moving mm. all the way up to 1991. And we are going to get into Keith Vitale in American Kickboxer 1. Oh! Oh! <laughs> you fucking... You, you, you button-hooked me. I thought we were going to be doing Double Impact. I was getting ready to talk about Chad and Alex Wagner. We're doing American Kickboxer <laughs> 1. Oh, my God. Listen, first of all, I love Keith Vitale. Uh, secondly, I've not seen this movie because I purposely avoided it because it's the only movie in a franchise that actually has a one in the title that I've ever seen. I think that's right. I think that I don't think there's any other franchise or movie with a sequel where the first one actually has a one. <laughs> like <it>. I remember <laughs> I remember being down at the video store and seeing that and like American Kickboxer 1 and I was like what fucking movie puts one? Like, 
what movie puts one in the title? So I never watched it. I, I legit never watched this movie. So I'm really excited to get no. in there and be just like, what the fuck made them call it one? So it's going to be good. <laughs> Yeah, man, I'm excited to get into this one. I haven't seen this in, I don't even think I've seen this forever, so or I haven't seen it at all. So I'm excited to get into it. Next week, 1991, Keith Vitale in American Kickboxer 1 on You Have Offended, this podcast. Ah.